Hi everyone, welcome back to the Dry Spell Radio Show. We are recording on Wednesday, May 17th, 2017. This is episode 11. My name is Matt, and I want to thank you for listening and enjoying the words coming out of our mouths. Um, as always, Austin is here with me. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, it's been it's been an exciting, rainy, fun-filled week. Before we actually get into anything, I want to uh, I want to jump right into a news story. Let's go for it. Okay. Um, so this is totally random and not it doesn't have anything to do with what we typically talk about. But I saw this story um, on GameSpot and thought it was hilarious. So I wanted to kind of talk about it. Um, so some guy named Brandon Vesmar met a girl online. And as part of their date, they went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Which um, I think we're going to see tonight. Yeah. So, anyways, the girl pulled out her cell phone somewhere between 10 to 15 times and texted. Um, And so this guy is now suing her for the total of $17.31. So I'm assuming the total of ticket price, I guess. Exactly. He wants the price of his ticket back. Wait, one ticket was $17 or both tickets? I don't know. That's expensive for one ticket, but cheap for two. Well, and I mean, I don't know what ticket prices are around the United States. So like this isn't like Austin, Texas. Oh, it could be different because they're about 10 bucks here. Yeah, something like that. Or 10.50 even. But this quote... uh, from him, while damages sought are modest, the principle is important as defendants' behavior is a threat to civilized society. Really, dude? So, so do you find texting in a movie a threat to civilized society? No. Okay, well, it's like, okay, you know what this reminds me of? That one story where like someone was texting in the theater and the guy literally got up and shot him. You remember when that happened? No, like two, I don't remember like that. Three years ago, it was like a, he was like a cop, off-duty cop, and just in the theater. But I think he was having some like PTSD moment or something. And someone was texting in the movie theater, he like asked him to stop repeatedly, and then like literally in the middle of the theater, got up and shot him in the chest. That's absolutely insane. Obviously, he ended up and lost his job and ended up in prison. But yeah, <laughs> I would hope. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's a threat to civilized society. It's annoying. Just. <laughs> It'd be okay if you're on like as if like a first date. Don't date the girl again. Yeah, deal breaker. I mean, I think this whole thing is kind of funny. It is and, funny. And uh, I don't. I mean, him suing her isn't really harming anything. But <laughs> well, he's gonna pay more in legal fees to go through this than just for a thirteen or seventeen dollars and thirty one cents. It's gonna be you know a civil suit's gonna be a couple hundred dollars. But I yeah. guess he's going on just the principle. Well, what if they end up going to like people's court or Judge Judy where they basically pay um, everything and then decide it in, in their court? That would be wonderful. I would watch that. Oh, yeah. It's quality television right that there. That sounds awesome. That's just fun. That's funny. Yeah. So anyways, there was that, and I, I thought it was good enough to kind of talk about. Um, I've, I mean... I guess I just don't get it. I I turn my phone off when I go in. 
I don't turn mine off. I just I put it on silent like it asks. And like if someone texts me, I'll look what the text is like real quick, see if it's anything important. If it's not, I'll just put it away. If it is, I mean I'll have like my screen turned down like all you the know, way. So if it's important, then I'll get to it in two hours. That's true. Or an hour and a half, or however long it is. Um I don't know. Like what I try to think about like what people did pre cell phones. They enjoyed life. Right. They weren't tied down by the device in your pocket. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I, a, a part of me really gets it because I used to be really bad. Um, I was working a job where, like, I was basically on call 24-7. And so if, like, emails would, emails would come in at any time of the day and people expected me to answer those things. And it's, it's very taxing on you as a person. Uh, I feel much happier now. Um, you don't have to rely on your like, yeah, phone. And, and I can put my phone away for a couple hours at a time and not feel like I need to be checking it. Uh, it used to be that if I was without it for five minutes, I like got nervous that the shit was falling apart and that everything was going to collapse. But then you left your job and became happy. Yeah. And here we are doing a radio show. Yeah. It's funny how those things work. Yeah, that's um, true. So, uh, I, video games, I guess. Let's let's talk about video games. Uh, you, let's do it. We already kind of broke the rules of our show. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever. Moving around. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Um, so, I decided I needed to get a new video game. So Because it's been a while. I think the last new one, I guess I bought... Ghost Recon Wildlands. You did. But that was not, that was like after I was out for like, you know, almost a month probably. I think like the first day release game I got, like the last one was Horizon, and that was February. That was the day before our first show, and that was so 11 weeks ago. You're terrible at this. I know, sorry. It's just, well, okay, but now I'm working five days a week, so I'll have money to buy games. That was my issue, it was like I wasn't really working. Yeah. And I had no money, and the money that I had would go to food and or beer. Mostly beer. Mostly beer. Um, so now I have money again, so I can buy games when they come out, and I, so I can be hot, hot off the topic. Here we go. Hot on the topic. You <laughs> don't want to be hot off of the topic. <laughs> That's what I've been. I've been hot off the topic now where I'm on exactly. the topic. Sorry. Um, so Injustice 2. There we go. That's the game. It came out yesterday. I... Just did a pre the pre download pre release on the PlayStation Network, so I was able to play it uh, Monday night, actually, which is kind of cool. So I've had a little more than a day to play it, and the game's super super fun. I mean, I've I've always been a fan of fighting games, and it's Nether Realm who does Mortal Kombat, so it was like it's a studio who knows how to make a fighting game, and it's really really well done. But what's nice is it's not just a clone copy of Mortal Kombat. It's a, it's a different feeling fighting game. I mean, obviously Mortal Kombat's got the brutal executions and stuff, and this game's not going to have that because it's, you know, superheroes, you know, and I'm watching, you know, you know, Wonder Woman get her face smashed in. That's exactly what I want. Like, I want to watch Wonder Woman get her face smashed in. That's That's what I want out of a fighting game. Yeah. I don't, but, I mean, it still can get kind of, like, brutal, but it's super fun. Uh, I've had a little couple issues. It's hard, actually. I just was going through the story the other day, last night, and 
I was losing about half the time because, like, how mm-hmm. it goes, like, I don't know if you ever played a story of these fighting games, like, you just kind of move from character to character yeah. throughout the story. And what I really appreciate about this game is all the characters are different. They feel different. They have different combos. They have different speeds. So you have to, like, you know, adapt and, like, get used to the character. And that's why, you know, I would lose a match, maybe two, and then, like, no, I lose pretty bad, and like I lose really close, and then, like the third match, I would just completely wipe them out because I finally like understood the character. So I got through like the first four chapters yesterday. So I got a lot more to do in that game. I got to finish the story, and there's a whole online system and all that, man, fun stuff. And yeah, I mean, so I for me, I don't play a lot of fighting games, and when I do, it tends to be in an arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the three or six button like fighting like street, street fighter, fighter yeah for example um and i like if i'm gonna get into a fighting game i really want a joystick um so i've heard really good things about this game the reviews coming out have been really good yeah i've had no issues at all it's, it's a very very solid game and it looks pretty good too is the fighting good enough that somebody like me who doesn't necessarily care about the characters will enjoy it i think so because i mean each character's got their unique abilities and stuff and like you have your super moves and like a special like on your circle button everyone's got like a special like ability that they can use and it kind of it's so every character is different and there's a ton of characters and there's way more to come too which is pretty exciting because that's always been like a bummer for fighting games when there's like no characters. I think that was the issue with Street Fighter V when it launched with like 12 characters. Well, there were a lot of issues with Street Fighter V. It, I, it wasn't a lack of characters. It was the mess of a network system mm-hmm. and just everything that went into that game was a giant disaster. Yeah. So the only kind of issue I have with this game, and it's probably one that no one will really care about, is... The story is confusing. If you played the first one, it would make a little more sense what's going on. But even like, there's like plot holes from the first one that have already been like just forgotten about in this one. Because like, if you didn't play the first one, the plot is um, the Joker poisons Superman's mind, and Superman ends up killing Lois Lane and their unborn child and blowing up Metropolis. Realizes what he did, and then kills the Joker, and he starts this regime. To where he they kill the criminals before they commit crime, kind of thing. Batman was like, "Hey, man, that's not cool." They clashed, and then Batman ends up opening a multi-dimensional portal and pulling in the Justice League from another dimension to fight. It was a whole thing, super confusing. So this is the aftermath of that. So Superman's still in prison, and now Brainiac shows up. But the one thing that confused me is. In the first game, the universe you're in, the Green Arrow is dead. He got killed by Superman because he resisted. But then in this game, he's alive again. And I really, I was like, what? But that's a minor thing. And only someone who played the first one would ever understand. That's just me. I'm going to move past that. So, I mean, fighting game stories are kind of stupid. Yeah. Um. And so I could care less if well, there were plot holes well, because actually, these, well, every fighting game's story is so convoluted and so messed up that it's just, it doesn't even affect me anymore. Yeah. Actually, but the stories on these games are actually like comic stories that they just brought into the game. Like this is an actual, like I think Godfall, I think it's, I don't quote me on that, is like the actual comic series of like Batman, or not Batman, Superman turning bad. 
And I think that's that's where they played this off of. I think it's an actual like series of comics. So don't quote me on it. I'm not a huge comic reader. So no. Um, but I look forward to playing this game more. And I guess I have been playing two new games, but it's also the same game. So hold on. First, before we leave Injustice, how how is the combo system? So do they teach you combos along the way, or is it um, kind of like there's a tutorial in the very beginning that like kind of breaks it down, like the simple the simple moves, the simple combos, and like the grapples and how to use your super moves and how to like get out of moves and stuff like that. I'm honestly want to go back and play the tutorial again because I feel like even though I got through it, I still like don't remember anything. Yeah. And then, of course, when you're playing, you can just pause the game and go to the move list. And just, just... Okay. So does everybody have their own specific moves? Yeah. Because that's They're kind different. of how Mortal like, Kombat that, that was my issue when I was playing, when I moved from character to character, not all of them had the same combo buttons. Right. Where I know, like, Mortal Kombat, I think all, like, the base combos were about the mm. same from character Ish. to character. Like, but these ones were different, like, different button combos. And so that okay. was different. I mean, there's only so many combinations of four buttons that you can do well they use quite a bit because like the, yeah with the directional buttons and stuff too so. oh oh yeah because like it's where the arrows are going and like even like the diagonal so you actually like have to use like the analog unless you're good at pushing two buttons at one time which when you're like trying to mash really quick it's kind of hard to do yeah so i know i look more forward to playing that i'll probably get more time because it's and one thing i did last night i sure played with a friend of mine so we i was able to just do a, a you know multiplayer battle through share play on the PlayStation. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So like any of my friends can just play with me, which is, yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, I'd have an issue with that. So Jesse last night had kind of mentioned that there was a, a little bit of a lag with it. And I mean, these are the exact games that you don't want lag with. And I mean, but that could go down to his internet because he's, he just moved. So he, and he even says he doesn't have the best internet right now and they're having a, someone come out fix it sometime soon. So hell, I mean, so the lag you get going into a TV is enough to really ruin those games That's for true. me. So I don't know. I'd be interested. I mean, the share play feature has been pretty good once it actually connects. That's been the biggest issue is actually connecting. <laughs> but when it does, I've never really had an issue with lag. Like I've played several multiplayer games through the share play feature and not had many problems at all. So I think it just depends on internet connections. So yeah, that's Injustice 2. And the other game I've been playing is Injustice 2. Holy shit. What? For the iPad. Uh, yeah, I almost downloaded this. I saw it on the Android store yesterday and I almost downloaded it. This is actually the reason I got into Injustice in the first place. I downloaded the first app Injustice app before I actually ended up getting the first fighting game and I fell in love with it there. And then I'm like, oh, this game's awesome. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's free. It's fun. It's got like the same story mode, which is kind of weird. But so you can like, as they advertise, you know, you play Injustice on the console, then take it to go with you anywhere. And I actually like how the online mobile thing works. Like it's like, it's a card base like unlock it's like all, every character you have you have to get the card for the character to so you can play as them and like you get like the pieces to unlock them it's kind of an interesting thing so it has like a progression system and for anyone you know be interested in it it's pretty fun okay so i mean and it works pretty well i only having I mean, my ipad's a couple years old so it crashes on me every once in a while but <laughs> it's not that bad yeah so that's what i've been doing just a lot of injustice over here all right that's cool um so me, I 
I I just can't stop playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, that game is just so good, and especially now. So a couple of my friends have it on PC, uh, and so I've been able to play with them now. Yeah, and, and you guys have been having a really good time. Yeah, and it's it's definitely different playing in a squad or a duo than it is playing by yourself. Um, my tactics definitely change. Is it less nerve-wracking or like intense, I would think, or is it still pretty... There's there's a little more intensity because you know that everybody's in a group. Oh, okay. Uh, and so that's a little, that's a little nerve-wracking, but... I don't know. It's definitely different. I think it's... I like it more. I like multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. I like playing with other people, so I do enjoy that. Um, but I also like doing what I want to do. And when I'm fairly consistently um, under 20... Uh, yeah, you've been getting pretty good at that game. Yeah, it's because I... I th- I think about it like I try to translate my like hunting experience into this, mm. um, which I don't really go out hunting anymore. Like, but when be, I did, being a snake, yeah, being a snake and crawling around and like sitting in bushes and stuff like that, crazy shit like that. Um, I don't know. Like I try to like incorporate some of that stuff, and those are just things when you have three other people you're playing with, you can't do. Yeah, and that. That's what I kind of like because I really, when I, I mean, I've only played the one round last week or even two weeks ago now, whenever it was, mm-hmm. and I loved it and it was just by myself. I mean, Matt was watching me, but I was playing by myself and ha, ha, past that. Um, so playing, playing by myself and it was just, it's what I want because like for me, I love just like a game where I'm like in the world on my own. Mm-hmm. That's why I love like, you know, single player RPGs, like, you know. Fallout series, minus Fallout 4, and Elder Scrolls series. So it was nice to have that feel. And like what it reminded me of is, I don't know, back in the day in high school days, I did a lot of airsofting. Yeah. And we would just do it like literally in my parents' backyard. And like they had, were close to this field and like there's a lot of area for us to roam around. And I would always do the best when I would just leave my team and just do on my own thing. And then I honestly would take out everyone else on my own. And that's what I feel like. I'm best at is like just solo by myself instead of like working with the team at times. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, that game's still really good. Um, I'm excited to see what they're doing. So the last news I kind of heard, um, and I heard the second hand, so I don't know how accurate it is, but somebody said that they're working on a couple other maps for it, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah. there's still a lot of this map that I haven't seen. Mostly because, like, my style of play, I stay out of the cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, like, there's a there's a military base that I've never been to. And there's a power station I've never been to. And, like, I just found the, the sunken city yesterday. And, like, just there's a lot of and little maybe, things. Maybe I, now that you have friends to play with, maybe you can, you know, actually go into explore these places. That's exactly what's and happening. And have a better chance to survive. That's Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. But... I don't know. That game's real good. And so I'm going to keep playing it. Um, it's actually becoming one of my top played games on Steam. Uh, You've been playing I, it a lot. I think it still has like uh, like 50 hours or something to get to Gary's mod. but uh, And then 
even more to get to Dota. But I don't know, that game's really good. So otherwise, I did start playing Prey. And Prey's a very interesting game. Um, and I'm still trying to really get my thoughts on it. So we got to play for more than five minutes at a time though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have been, I, I think I sat down for a couple hours last night and yeah. played this and I, I've had a couple sessions like that. The game starts off really super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what I noticed when I just did like the first hour demo. Yeah. Like, wow. This game is the, really good. The, the crazy thing is that um so just so everyone knows um this is a little aside we're back in a church um the studio won't be open for a while piano has started next door so if you heard piano last week you're gonna hear it again um maybe not singing this time though no there will definitely be singing soon okay um Anyways, so pray. So it starts off really well. And there's this big reveal about 15 minutes in. And it's super cool. Uh, and I wish, I w- almost wish that that wasn't in the demo because that's the best thing to happen in the first couple hours. Um, and so I don't know, there's something about the mystery involved that I really enjoy. And that, that was kind of something I really liked about like the Bioshock games Mm -hmm. is you feel so overwhelmed by this world and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And you have zero idea what's going on. And I really like that. And that's something that this game's doing really well. I'm super confused about what's happening. And, and so I don't know. I'm, like it's kind of slow where I am right now, um, but at the same time, I think it's going to get really super good. Uh, I've heard nothing. I never, but I never felt that way with game. like Bioshock though. I felt like Bioshock was keeping me on edge the whole time. That's true. The first Bioshock was was fantastic. really really good, and maybe I shouldn't be comparing it to that game, but I almost have to because they're so similar in so mm-hmm. many ways. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. I The jump scares are starting to scare me less and less. Just because, like... So the big thing is, is there, the bad guys in there are called mimics. And they basically can look like anything. Yeah. Uh, and so you can walk into a room and see, like... Oh, there's a lamp that's knocked up. Like, knocked up. Knocked over on that wall... And there's a lamp right next to it. That thing's a mimic, and you can shoot it, um, and then it'll it'll appear and be mm-hmm. like it'll try to attack you and shit. But it's I don't know. Like that starts to get a little old. There are some things in there that like I right as you come out of the first area, you end up in a in the space station, um, which I guess is kind of a spoiler. But there's nothing you can do to get around that. Um, and there's this room, like a gift shop off to the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a phantom in there. And if you go in there the first time, all you have is a wrench and the glue gun, which yeah. is a super cool gun. But all it can do is freeze the thing. Um, and the minute it touches you, you're dead. 
Um, I died by that. And so I had to figure out a way to go back and sneak around that. And that, that's cool. Um, I want to go back now that I have a gun and go take it on Mm -hmm. because I know there's some stuff in there I want, but I don't know. It seems like a really cool game and I'm excited. I want, I want to finish it. I, I, I can't remember exactly how much, like how long people are saying. I don't think it's going to be any more than ten to fifteen hours. People are saying they can like if they just move through the story. It's been about five. Yeah, and I'll spend a little bit more time than that. Yeah, because like you still want to like explore like the gift shop thing. Yeah, like, get the stuff in there because like you're gonna miss and a the lot. crafting system's really cool. Yeah, if you just run through the story, you're gonna miss a lot in the game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because like that's how it was with like Dishonored because that's what I'm gonna compare it to because it's because you know, it is a Dishonored. It game, is pretty basically. much Dishonored just in space. Um. There's so much like there's like some side stuff that you can just stumble upon that end up being like little gems in the game. And if you just rush to the story, you're going to miss out on those. Like one thing I was interested in when I played the demo is I came to this computer and had a list of all the employees in the space station. Mm -hmm. And it showed who was dead and who was alive. And there's still people alive. And I was really interested, like, because you could click on that and then a marker would pop up on your screen and you can get to that person. Oh, interesting. And I was wondering... So I remember th- I remember that computer yeah. and I remember thinking, this is really long. I'm not going to read through all of it. Yeah. But I kind of figured that I could see people that were alive. So I w- And you can click on each name and then it, it comes up with a notification like that's your like, side quest mission. And... I was really interested in like if you actually like can find them and they actually are alive and like they provide aid to you or whatever like it's and like if you just ran right through you would never have found that so cool stuff like that's really cool. yeah I like games that have a lot of side stuff like that um, I think that's real cool but it was like so after so I was playing Prey for a little while last night um, and then afterwards I don't know I felt like doing something completely different. So I relaunched The Witness, um, which I started months and months ago and got to a point where I was so frustrated and I couldn't figure out what was going on that I just gave up. And so I got back in in the same area and I'm still frustrated, still can't figure it out. But I started a new game um, because I thought maybe if I approach this a different way, I won't screw it up and this will make more sense. So I started a new game and... Completed the first batch of puzzles, completed the, uh, and like noticed that like once you exit this area, you can go up this hill and you can end up above where you just were, um, which I didn't notice before. And so I was wandering along and I look over and notice that the path is, uh, by the way, this is a spoiler of the witness if you don't want to hear it. Um, the path looks like the puzzles you've just been doing. And I was like, wait. And so I clicked on it, and sure enough, it lit up. Um, and you can like you can do play that just like you were playing the other puzzles, although it's in the walking path. Mm. Um, and I was like, there's this entire layer of this game that I didn't even know existed. And, I mean, I've spent hours on this game, and now... Here's another layer, um, and that's awesome. That's the beauty that's, of video games. Well, though. that's one of the reasons I love Fez. Yeah, it's I finished it and then went through, and, and there's so much two hundred percent. Yeah, 
plus on it because there is so much hidden stuff in that. And I, I mean, I think I've said on this show before how much I love games that do that to you. So maybe Prey has a lot of that. I think it has a lot of potential to be super cool because of a lot of the puzzle solving mm-hmm. aspects of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is something like if you look at like Bioshock, like didn't necessarily have a lot of that. It's a little more mainlined. Like there was a little bit of it, but I don't and, know. And the one thing I think is pretty strong for Prey is like the creative ability of how you want to play the game. Yeah. Because you can like, there's an ability where you can just turn yourself into any random object and move as an object. So like I'm seeing people like become a pen and then jumping through this tiny slot in the wall or door or whatever to get on the other side. Like it's it's genius. Or like I saw one video, this guy like busted some glass and had a nerf dart gun and shot the door open by hitting the button. Like there's ways I wouldn't even think of like how to operate. And people using the glue gun is like, like mobile stairs. Like they'll make their own stairwell and then get up to the like second floor. It's like super cool. However you want to play it, you probably can. And, and that's what is great about this game. I really, I probably should pick it up too. You should. Um, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I'm excited to get, get farther in and discover some more of its secrets and stuff. Otherwise, so over the past three weeks, we might as well make it four weeks in a row. I've talked about Wiz Khalifa's Weed Farm. Um, yes. I'm finally done with this game. Uh, I didn't beat it or anything, obviously. You're just over it? I'm pretty over it. Like, and I realized, like, and I've, I've said all along, the game wasn't really that good. Um, I like the art style a lot. The colors are bright. It's super cool. But the gameplay aspect of it isn't that good. Um, so I, I don't know. I've finally decided I'm to the point where like, I don't think I'm going to get much farther unless um, you spend money. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. So I'm pretty over it. Um, so I needed that mobile void or like there was a void in my life. I needed a mobile game. So I downloaded office space, something about idle, mm-hmm. idle money or something like that. Um, and I think this is going to fulfill that a little bit. Um, this one's a little bit better. Basically the way it goes is you start out in an office. Um, the entire game is just built around office space puns, which I think is kind of funny, but you start on like the bottom floor and like of this building and you install viruses into the computer systems and, it generates you money. And so then you essentially like, the plot of office space. Yes. And then you get HR, like you get people sent to you that you can w- send in there that basically multipliers for that money. Mm. Um, and then you start going up the floors and like installing more people. And then th- there's a bunch of other layers to this game. Like there's actually a clicking section, like, oh, and man. I love clickers. Yeah, you do. So, the like you can hire interns to click for you and you'll generate money plus the money you're generating from that. And basically it all comes down to you, you can generate enough money that you can burn down the office and you get paid back in red staplers that are multipliers. Um, it's real dumb, but I, I mean, it's, it's not the greatest clicker I've ever played, but 
Don't roll your eyes like that. That's not the greatest clicker I've ever played either. That's a terrible clicker. <laughs> you um, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's it's something. It's something to waste my time with. I've also kind of been playing uh, Draw Something. That's still a game. That's still around? Yeah. It, it's now Draw Something Classic. Oh, it's already hit the classic stage? Yeah. I remember playing that game. It was probably three years ago, maybe more. Uh, it was when I went down to Reno to visit my sister. So she was still in school. She's been graduated for, I guess, two years now. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, so Especially because you're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move past that. That's fine. I'm taking my time. So, yeah, I was down in Reno playing this game, and my sister made me download it, and I think that was at least four years ago. It's been at least is, I think it was before I had this phone, so it was definitely on my last iPhone. So it's been at least three years. That's crazy. That's funny. Oh, yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, I, when I was in music school, that was a big thing we were all mm-hmm. doing. Well, Draw Something was awesome. Yeah, until it's it wasn't. actually a real good game. Until it wasn't. Like it the just... problem with any of those games is you get so burnt out mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I just got a notification. and maybe Like I'm Words gonna, with Friends I'm and gonna stuff like right that. I'm going to swipe right on this and yeah. get rid of it. And Yeah, Words with Friends is the same thing. I started playing Words with Friends during my graduation. One of my professors uh, wanted to play. and so we During were, graduation? Yeah, and so Great. we were playing with him during graduation. That's awesome. But I don't know. So a couple of my friends from... Uh, from the theater uh, here in town where want to get back in this game. And so we've been playing. Uh, the problem is, is the minute you install, it starts putting you in random games and I could care less about playing with a random stranger. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to go into your settings and turn it off, or- turn it off, which I didn't realize until like a week after. And then you go in and you have to delete all of these other games that it started for you. And I've got one that I'm playing with, uh, Nikki S. I don't know. I don't know who that is, but uh, her and I have been playing, and I'm continuing because I don't know. She's the only one that's like actually like constantly playing it. Mm. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't know. Interesting. It, it's a, it's still a stupid game, but anyways. how's your drawing skills? They are getting better. That's good. Um. They've went downhill uh, oh. because I've been drawing with my finger uh, for a long time, but uh, it's getting a little better as time progresses. I don't know. I've gotten gnome at least twice in this game uh, between two different people and have tried to draw a gnome, and they both look absolutely god awful terrible. Um, oh. And I feel really bad when I send them to him. I'm like, sorry, guys. That's like, all I got. I can't do anything else. This is just your crappy looking gnome. So great. Great. Well, that's it. I think uh, we're going to take a break and we will be back. All right, uh, news. So 
let's just let's just get right into it. A lot of stuff happened this past week. Yeah, um, we're just thankful for our show because <laughs> last week was a little bit of a lull for us. So yeah, yeah, but a lot of crazy stuff. So let's let's just get right into the lawsuits. Um, I already talked about the man suing his date for texting during Guardians Volume Two. Um, so Zenimax is back at it. Um, they are suing Samsung now over Gear VR, and the basic ba- uh, basis of this is that uh, they sued John Carmack um, not too long ago mm-hmm. and Oculus because of the whole you stole our tech stuff because John Carmack m- was developing Oculus while working for id Software that he had sold to Zenimax. So as an employee of Zenimax, he was working on this software. So ideally, or legally, it was their property. Yeah. So when he left and went to Oculus and released this thing, it was basically supposed to be Zenimax. Um. So whatever that means, I mean, they ruled in favor of Zenimax. John Carmack had to pay. Then John Carmack went back and sued them for money that he was supposed to get over selling it to them. Well, now Zenimax is suing Samsung because when John Carmack was at it, um, he brought a former Zenimax employee... Um, into id um, and they talked about developing a quote-unquote attack plan for mobile vr Uh, this employee then went to samsung and developed uh, gear vr with that same attack plan or basically and so zenimax argument is saying that the intellectual rights belong to them and so while they were in this lawsuit with um, whatever Oculus or in Facebook. They Samsung should have taken note of this and should have already been talking to them about ways to make sure that Zenimax was getting money for what they owed. But let's be honest, Samsung has not had the smartest decisions in the well, last couple of years. <laughs> Exploding phones and batteries and all that good stuff. That's not their fault necessarily. But Samsung, I mean, Samsung's always in legal battles. Look at them and Apple. Yeah, I feel like they just just move from one issue to the next and like you can never like have a day where they can just like, okay, take a breath or okay. I feel like they're always just moving from one battle to the next. This one's really fascinating to me. Uh, this This whole suing over VR thing I think is real crazy. Um, I mean, it was bound to happen just because once Oculus was announced, it was like, it didn't take very long for other companies to be like, oh, hey, VR, we are also developing VR. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that they were developing VR before Oculus necessarily announced that, that they were coming out with this thing. And so obviously there were trade secrets and stuff going around, but I don't know, this it feels a little petty to me, but I also not running a multi-million billion, billion. dollar yeah. company. And so 
it, it I'm sure I'm looking at it differently than they necessarily are. I mean, we are doing a podcast in a church room, so it's a little different viewpoint here. <laughs> yes, for sure. But I don't know. It's I think it's just fascinating that Zenimax will not leave John Carmack alone. This this war that's going on between them is a little insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder if Zenimax or, I mean, I think their argument is sound. Well, intellectual property is like a legit thing. It's, right. I mean, it's, it's literally like the same thing as stealing, you know, someone's like work of art off the wall. Like it's like considered the same crime. So, I mean, I think it's fine what they're doing because it's totally legal and whatnot i mean legally justified to like pursue how they are it's just crazy that it's just gone to this blown up to such a scale that it has where like now samsung's brought into this battle and it's just crazy yeah and so i mean at what point do they go after a company that isn't gigantic like facebook or samsung and completely take them out Mm mm-hmm um, because they have the power to do that. Um, I just don't know how far the rabbit hole goes. This could be the last person that they like track down. They're like, they worked for us during this time and then ended up working at another company that is developing this thing. Yeah. So this could be very, the very last lawsuit we hear of, or they could find another way to kill a company. Life finds a way. So I don't know. Uh, I think it's I think it's just a really interesting thing. There aren't a ton of details out yet about this, but and there probably won't be for a while because I know like they don't want to like you know the public influencing stuff. That's with anything with any major lawsuit is they have to be very selective of what info is released to the public for stuff for reasons of you know right mistrials and all that good stuff. So right, but. Anyways, so speaking of intellectual properties, do you remember Alan Wake? Yeah. It came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked super interesting. Just was upset that I never had a computer or an Xbox. So Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I have a computer, but not a PC to play games on. So if you did not own Alan Wake um, prior to... Was it what? Monday? Monday, yeah. I think it was Monday. Uh, you cannot get Alan Wake anymore. Uh, it is gone. It is completely gone unless you buy the Spanish version. Hmm. But so the entire thing behind this is that Alan Wake, all of the music licenses uh, seven years down the road have expired. And so they basically had to say, like, we can't sell this anymore, Um, which is, again, just real weird. You think they would have, like, re up the licenses or whatever. But do you really want to? Like, do you really want to pay that money for a game that that came out seven years ago? Like, it depends on how well it was selling. I'm sure not at all. Um, It's been out for a while. It's been out for a long time. And so, like, Steam, it was 90% off this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they were just like, this is your last chance. If you want this game, do it. And you missed it. Yeah, I did, actually, uh, which I'm a little disappointed in. I remember when it first came out, but there is there is a sequel to it. I can't remember the exact name of the game. Alan Wake 2? No, okay. it's not. <laughs> uh, this was back in the generation where we were like naming stuff like kind of creatively. Oh, okay. 
Um, All the creative juices are gone now. Right. Obviously, and Destiny 2 is right. coming out, so uh, Injustice 2. Yeah, we don't we don't name sequels anymore. Call of Duty, World War Two, World War Two. Um, but again, uh, sorry if you didn't get it. Um, get the Spanish version. Pirate Bay. Olay. Olay. Um. So, Project Rap Rabbit um, was announced this past week. Uh, so they came out announcing a Kickstarter campaign, which is really weird because this game has a publisher. Yeah, I was because it's from the creator of Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, and which is like, so if they go off, if this guy goes off and starts a studio, like I can understand it. Um, look at uh, Shenmue. Shen, Shen, Shenmue? I think is what it is. No, Shenmue. Is it Shenmue? Yes. Um, look at Shenmue. Like when it when they announced their Kickstarter, everyone was like, "Oh, this is a great idea," like because it was a smaller company than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But this actually has a physical publisher, so I think the whole idea of having a Kickstarter is crazy. But regardless, it'll get funded, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. People will always throw money for stuff like that. Yeah, so basically what this is, is it the I mean, one of the lead guys. I mean, Kickstarter is crazy for that because the guy raised $65,000 to make potato salad. So, right. I mean, people give money to any cause for just whatever reason. Yeah, no matter like how like weary you should be about it, Welcome people still do it. to the internet. Yep. Um, so it's basically like a studio head from the guys who created Parappa the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other people kind of got together and were like, Let's make another rhythm-based game. And I think it's just a little strange that it came out right after the HD remaster release of Parappa Rapper. But it's it's rhythm-based again. And you think that the creators and stuff would have gotten like royalties or something from this the remaster? Well, I'm sure they did. Yeah, so I mean, I, what's this Kickstarter for then? I, I guess that's kind of the question that I've been wondering. But whatever. Um, that's not for me to decide. Um, I can only we don't know guess. The, we don't know the full story. No. Um, so it's a rhythm-based game, and the way they're changing this is they're adding, quote-unquote, swag gauges. Uh-huh. Um, and so the way this is changing is, so like with Parappa the Rapper, it was all rhythm-based. Um, you click the buttons in time, or in the case of Parappa the Rapper, out of time, because the time in that game is so bad. Um, so now you are listening for keywords that the opponent are saying, and as they say them, you actually highlight them like in a paragraph form. And then after you decide on this little, uh, circle thing in the bottom left corner, if you want to boast, joke with them, attack or coerce your opponent. And then depending on those two things, it spits out different rhythms mm. and different lines for you to rap. Well, that's cool because then different. More right. And so the idea right is that you can, this is the most uh, in time or in real time rap game you can possibly get. Um, and so, I don't know. It looked really interesting. There, there wasn't a ton of gameplay footage, like a little, little tiny bit. Um, most have been screenshots and stuff and they did, I mean, it's a Kickstarter, so they released a video explaining it and you can go on their Kickstarter and check it out. Um, they're looking for about $1.1 million and they'll get that. I'm sure. I'm probably, um, it's in yen because it's a 
Japanese or it, it Chinese or Yen is Japanese. It's a Japanese country. Um, I think I I could be totally wrong. I'm sorry for any Asia based listeners we have. Um, so if they start, so it's supposed to come out for PC and PS4 originally. And if they make more, I think it's like another like million or another $2 million, they're going to release it for Xbox. And maybe that's what that Kickstarter is for is to, you know, build it for maybe the yeah, PS4 I don't know. or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's really strange. The whole thing sounds really weird to me, uh, but it's there. You can go check it out. It looks it looks like Parappa the Rapper, um, but there's there's a little it's it's a little different art style. Um, it's not the kind of cardboard cutout or paper cutout thing that you would you get in that other game. But the idea is that they're taking like Japanese culture and combining it with like futuristic technology and stuff. And you're supposed to be the hero of this. So feel what you do about it. Um, I don't know. It's up there. Uh, so, yeah. Continuing. Just lots, like I said, lots of news. We do have a lot of this news. This one is super weird. Um, you remember the Super Famicom? Super what? Famicom? No. So the Super Famicom was basically the Japanese version of the Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, the SNES never actually got released in Japan. It was the Super Famicom. Okay. Uh, and so you can get them here in the States because people have imported them and stuff. I almost bought one last year. But it's very similar to the same system. I don't think they have exactly the same hardware. I think the Super Famicom is actually a little more powerful, but don't quote me on that. Interesting. Because I don't know my retro game systems overly well, just kind of. Um, a new game's coming out for it. Uh, so, and by new, I mean the first time Kaizu Chunjin Subimin Man Zero. Uh, has come out physically. So it was originally released on the Satellaview, which was an attachment to the Super Famicom that was how you could get games digitally. Oh, I remember the old days of consoles with attachments and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, this, this, so this is kind of a weird time. But what they did is they aired games kind of like TV shows. Mm-hmm. And you had this little satellite attachment and you could connect to their broadcast and then play the game. Oops, and so they would yeah. broadcast the game for like eight hours and you could play the game in that eight hours. Um, this was back in really weird times where you could get through, like get games through that or get games through like optical, like TV yeah. connections and I, stuff. I, I remember that. Just lots of really weird games to or ways to get games digitally. But anyway, so this game has never physically been released. And now it is, but they're releasing it on a cartridge that can only be played on the Super Famicom. And how many people actually have a Super Famicom? Uh, I mean, I think probably a lot, but I think it's just really strange. It's like, just kind of funny. I don't know. It's the just... console's been dead for a long time. Yeah. It's just it's one of those really strange news stories to come out this week. 
So, um, how about something happy? Uh, um, actually, you know what? This is not happy at all. Um, I mean, I could. Uh, let's go for it. Let's keep depressing. Depressing news. Um, three four three. Um, the creators of Halo Now. Or they own the Halo franchise, right? Um, well, it's just Halo 4 and 5 or what, what yes. they've done. So, Yeah. Um, Dan Ayub has left to work on a mixed reality project within Microsoft. I think it's like a kind of education-based project. Um, he was the... Oh, geez. Executive producer of Halo 5? No, that's Chris Lee. So Chris Lee, he was the studio head. So Dan Oaks is the studio head. Chris Lee is coming in to replace him. Um, He was the executive producer of Halo 5. Um, He was senior lead producer on Halo 4. Um, And so whatever. Uh, The the crazy thing is, is Dan Oaks has kind of been with 343 since it started, um, since they kind of took over the Halo thing from Bungie. So... That's, I mean, it's sad. I didn't play Halo 5, so I don't, I can't comment too much. I know people weren't overly happy with it, mm-hmm. um, which we've talked was about before. Spartan Lock, right? Like when you yes. don't play as Master Chief all the way through. And yes. Okay. Uh, so, regardless, there's that. Um, I did put this thing in about this Windows Central report on Xbox users. Uh, it was basically saying that. They're mostly male. Yeah. You can you can find it online on Windows Central. Uh, I mean, there's some interesting statistics in there. They just surveyed, I think it was like 2,000 Xbox users or something. And the like the median age is somewhere in the late 20s and hmm. stuff. So I wonder how many of them have said they slept with someone's mom. <laughs> Probably most of them. I think... <laughs> I think if you've played with video played video games, at some point you've slept with somebody some random kid's mom. Yeah, right. Of course. Right. It's just kind of a thing you do. Um so let let's get some happy news. Okay. Um Ubisoft came out and announced a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, they was did. Was it just two days ago yesterday? I think it was yesterday, honestly. Yeah. Um so first off they gave us an update on South Park fractured butthole. Um, it has a release date. October. Yes, that is actually of this morning. It is. Okay. October 17th. That's this year, folks. It is. And that's what no that one. That is the day after my birthday. That is. And no one expected this because like, this game has been delayed, what, four yeah. times now? I mean, I was expecting it to come out sometime this year. I'm just happy to see them give an actual date to it. Yeah. We finally have a date, something to look forward to. It's on its way. It I'm is. Really and excited. So along with it is they released a new trailer um, with the farting vigilante. Um, it's a really, I mean, it's, it's a South Park it's game. It's South Park, so. So you know what you're getting into if you want to go watch this. Um, it's, it's pretty funny. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I'm excited for this game, but I'm only excited for this game is if, if they do exactly what they were doing in the previous one. I think so. And that's why I think they've been taking so long to get it done. 
Yeah. So I think they want to like make it perfect. So I think the only the only worry that I really have is because Obsidian did such a good job with it, and they're now not making it. Oh, they um, aren't. No. Oh. Uh, Ubisoft took it away from them. That's right. Okay. And yeah. Hmm. I don't know why they do that. Obsidian makes is pretty good games. I mean, people still say Obsidian is that Fallout that, New Vegas is like the best Fallout game. So I actually I stumbled upon this Reddit thread that basically just kind of asks why after all these hits, like why is Obsidian always in financial trouble? Mm-hmm. And it tends to be because they never work on their own IP. They always get these games that come out and like, for example, Fallout New Vegas, when they built that, um, they had a deal that if it was like they would get a bonus, they would get like a certain amount of each sale. And then if like if the review score on Metacritic was above 85, they would get a bonus. Mm-hmm. Well, it sits at 84 percent because of the launch failure. Um, because that game was a mess upon launch. And so no matter what Obsidian does um, in these really good games, and like they supported it and they made it, again, like what a lot of people consider to be one of the better Fallout games, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they don't own the rights to the characters or anything of the game they're making. They're like contracted help. Yeah, that's interesting. You're right. I don't think they have released like a game in their own. I mean, I'm sure they have. I just can't think of one. So, but yeah, uh, more Ubisoft news. I mean, we talked last week about the Assassin's Creed new game got uh, talked about or leaked or whatever for the new, I guess, Egypt Assassin's Creed Origins. So that was, I guess, now they confirmed it officially uh, yesterday. And they also announced Far Cry 5, The Crew 2. And a new IP to be announced shortly, which I'm assuming probably E3. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure all these games will be shown off at E3. The one that surprised me the most, Far Cry 5, not so surprising. That's kind of a pretty popular franchise. I'm gl- did they release one last year? They did. They it was released, Far Cry Primal. Yeah. But that was like in February. It was a weird... It was like a weird... That's right. It came out in February last yeah, year. Yeah, and a lot of people, like a lot of Far Cry fans are really unhappy with it. Well, you know, because they were doing the same thing as the same road with Assassin's Creed is they were releasing one every single year. And I feel like people are like, okay, stop. We need to take a break. Cause like far cry three came out fantastic game. Right. And then, and people like people still say that's like one of the best games that ever come out, like on the 360 and PS3. And then far cry four comes out still riding that high and falls flat a little bit. Like the, especially cause like the, you know, antagonist was not as strong as uh, yeah. what I can't, can't space in the guy's name far cry three. I don't know. I've never played a Far Cry game. Okay. Far Cry 3 was awesome. And my brother got four, and he's said it was good. Like, the gameplay was fun and whatnot. He's like, it just wasn't as compelling. You didn't, like, feel – you didn't care about your char- like your character. Like, you know, your friends are stranded. You find you finally find your girlfriend, and your character's like, hey, hey. that's it. <laughs> and my brother's like, yeah, it was just kind of, like, awkward to play. Um, So hopefully they, you know, kind of retooled how the game works because it's – a I mean, my friend described it best. It's, you know, Skyrim with weapons, like guns and stuff. So big open world and stuff like that, whatnot. Um, the one that's surprising to me, though, was The Crew 2. Yeah. Because 
I mean, the first crew looked so promising and super cool. It was like a really cool idea. And it just, as Ubisoft games are, fall a little flat on release. And I didn't think you'd have enough wave to like justify a sequel, but we'll see. Because I mean, they I know they advertise like form your crew, drive all over the United States, blah blah blah. But it wasn't like that, of course, because that'd be insane. It was only like select big cities that you could go to and whatnot. But I mean, I'd be interested to see how they evolve this game. Because yeah. like I, for me, it looks super interesting. Like you know, Fast and Furious kind of high style gameplay. But I guess it just, I mean, I, when I saw it come out, like the reviews were like sixes and out of tens and whatnot. It just wasn't super solid, but we'll see. And this new IP, so. Yeah, and so all of these are supposed to be released in the 2017 fiscal year, which means um, up until March 31st, 2018. So we got. So some of these games we will see this year and some of these games we will see in February. I bet three of these games we'll see this year. Yeah. Or, or at least two. Or they'll do a double release like they did with For Honor and uh, Ghost Recon, like this beginning of this year, like a February-March release. Yeah. Because I can see Assassin's Creed coming out October-November and probably Far Cry in November as well. And then I can see Crew and this new IP coming out early next year. But we'll probably find out more about that at E3, which is now three weeks away. Yeah. Three weeks away. Getting close. So, lots to look forward to. Uh, more happy news. Saw this this morning. The Witcher is getting a Netflix series, which I am stoked about. Because that's Damn. been, like, that's one super exciting thing. Because like, I know when Witcher 3 came out, they even said this is the last story for Geralt. He's done. We're moving on. We're mo- moving all of our focus to cyberpunk now. So, Witcher's done. Which kind of upset me because The Witcher 3 was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Well-deserved game of the year. Like, absolutely. If you haven't played it now, what have you been waiting for, really? And if you haven't beaten it... I'll never beat it. Yep. It's definitely worth it. So I'm excited because, as they said, this is going to be based on the books and not the games, which is awesome because I know the games have been loosely based off the books, but not very closely. And for you, those of you who don't know, I think there's like nine books in this series yeah there's a lot like he's this guy's been writing these books for 20 for plus years time like george R. R. martin levels of like writing novels here for yeah. game of thrones so it's i'm super excited to see this and um executive producers are sean daniel and jason brown who executive produced the show on sci-fi called the expanse which i just watched the first season like two weeks ago amazing show I recommend it. And like, if they really have that kind of feel and touch to this show, to the Witcher on Netflix, it's going to be a great show. Yeah. So, um, the show's being developed by the company Platige image. I think that's how you pronounce Mm -hmm. it out of Um, Poland. So it's definitely, well, and they, they worked on the Witcher games. Mm -hmm. They, uh, they were consultants, quote unquote, um, for like the cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so, so they have some experience in this world. Does that mean the cutscenes are going to be what we kind of see in this show? Cause Maybe. that'd be really cool. Cause I, the cutscenes of that game are just really well done and I'm excited. Like I'm really like when I saw this this morning, I'm like, Ooh, I got really like, and it said coming soon. So, I mean, I can expect it maybe this year. Maybe. I mean, Netflix shows are kind of like that. 
they just kind of happen. They're like, and coming out next month. You're like, what? All episodes next month. So I look forward to it. And Netflix doesn't really make a lot of their Netflix originals are very, very good. So yeah, I'd say most honestly. Yeah. Well, um, moving on, we've got some depressing news. Before we hit that, we are going to take a break. We'll be back. Montreal. Um, so Kotaku ran a article last week. Um, it was saying, I'm pretty sure it's Thursday, right after our show. Yeah, or, it was. Yeah, a, a lot of shit hit the fan basically after we recorded our show. Classic. Um, yeah, classic. And so, anyways, according to Kotaku, quote unquote sources, Mass Effect is now on hiatus. Um, which is really fascinating. Um, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not overly surprised because the game didn't do very well. But, but it's just you, funny how like this came out right after we talked about it on our show. How, like, right. The, the, so, if was you, it creator, producers? Like, you know, some people were upset, but some people still the liked CEO. it. The CEO, yeah. Like saying, like, you know, it still got over 100 scores of over 80 or whatever. Right. And it's like, we're still happy with our product, blah, blah, blah. Then literally the next day, all they this make happens. This move. Everything blows up. Mass Effect's put on the ice. And yeah. And so the, the, big, the big company that does them, uh, or studio, is BioWare Montreal. Um, they basically shipped off a bunch of the people working at that studio to another studio to begin working on uh code name I can't remember what the code name is. I don't know. And a lot of them jumped for uh to EA for Battlefront 2 as well. Right. So right. And so and then Montreal has now become a support studio. Only only support studio. They right. they were clear about that. They are only a support studio. They are not allowed to create games. Right. Um so, I mean, what what that means is they're going to be continuing to support, like, Andromeda. Mm-hmm. So, they are going to continue working on Andromeda content and working out bugs. And, and they will probably, like you know, that. get some from, like, other Bioware, like, the main Bioware. They're like, hey, we need some help on this. Work on right. this for us. That's it. They're not so, obviously... It's just crazy to that Mass Effect Andromeda was such a disaster. Like, it really is showing that this game was such a disaster that this studio is being torn apart. And I mean, so this kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, people shift from studio to studio constantly, especially with these bigger companies yeah. that have tons of studios. Uh, I just, uh, the, I think the ironic part of this is, is the fact that the CEO comes out one week um, at their earnings call and says, like, we are proud of what the studio has done. We're proud of this game. We consider um, this game a success, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then make this gigantic business move to basically contradict exactly what mm-hmm. they just said. And I remember when I was just I was literally sitting on my couch looking at my computer, and I see this article, and I just tag Matt in it, and just like, just, welp, there yeah, it is. Like, there it is. 
it's just crazy. So I don't know. I don't know. They, I think they did come out and kind of address it a little bit, but maybe not to the extent that we would have hoped. I feel like they're kind of just like, this is just like happening. Knowing people are like, kind of like not surprised that it's happening and then maybe they don't need an explanation because people understand. Yeah, Mass Effect was not the game it should have been. Um, these guys kind of messed it up a little bit and now they are, here's the repercussions of this game or what's causing, like the studio is now, you know, down. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a little harsh of a way to put it, but. But when millions of dollars are on the line here, because Mass Effect is a huge franchise and you put so much money into a game like that, especially for Bioware, who is a huge studio that can put this money into game and they expect millions in return on sales and they don't hit that point. That's devastating. And that, that's, oh, that's what shuts down companies is when you put all this money into a game, the game flops and you can't pay for anyone, anything and you can't employ your employees and you go under. Yeah, uh, we've no, seen it happen yeah, before, sure. and it'd be a bummer to see it happen to Bioware because they've made such great games. I mean, all the Mass Effects, Dragon Age, like it, it's a good studio, and it's just sad to see that this is what's happening. Yeah, and I mean, again, a lot of this is by word of mouth, and a lot of it is just kind of speculation on what's really going on. Um, so I can't really say. The the whole idea that Mass Effect is on hiatus has not been addressed, so we don't even know if that's a true statement. But they could very well be doing what they what a lot of the companies have started shifting to, and just giving it a break. Uh, I guess there was a huge one between Mass Effect Three and Andromeda, but well, and that, and that made sense because no one well no one expected another Mass Effect game honestly after Mass Effect Three because like it kind of ended. It ended the whole Shepard thing, but yeah. they, they created this whole new universe. Yeah, I mean, I can see them kind of taking time off, maybe a couple of years before we hear about it. Maybe they're really going to focus on fixing what they can fix in this game currently. And then I don't imagine, you know, Bioware Montreal making the sequel. I imagine another Bioware studio. We'll see. Yeah. Making the sequel. I have no idea. So that's all speculation. It is. I'm just speculating here, but that's, that's how I like logically can see this happening so for to continuing on depressing news, so the one that kind of hit me this past week um, that was really sad, so IO Interactive is getting sold by Square Enix. And the reason that this is really disappointing to me is because it kind of brings up the question, what's happening to Hitman? Um, so the story behind this is looking at the quotes um, that they kind of sent out is Square Enix said, quote, uh, to maximize player satisfaction as well as market potential going forward, we're focusing our resources and energies on key franchises and studios. As a result, the company has regrettably decided to withdraw from the business of IO Interactive, a wholly owned subsidiary and a Danish corporation as of March 31st, 2017. Um, and they continued on, said, whilst there will be or can be no guarantees that the negotiations will be concluded successfully, they are being explored since this is the best interest of our shareholders, the studio, and the industry as a whole. And so basically what's happening is IO is now going to go up for bidding. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of a double-edged sword. One, 
it kind of says that there may be a future for Hitman. Two, it's it may not. Yeah, this company may fold, which is crazy because I, I don't know, Hitman's been around forever, for a very long, very time. long time. It's one of the older franchises out there. I would say that's still going. Yeah, I mean, back to PS2, maybe even before that era. I, I'd say probably before that. So Agent Forty Seven, the first game. Yeah. Um, I'd say it was probably an original PlayStation game. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, and this is like this is not that's long time to run a game. I mean, and several movies have been made with this name, and it's like it's a big name, and this crazy to think. And the latest Hitman that came out, I mean, it was like an episodic kind of series, but now it's all over, so you can buy the whole bundle. And I really thought about getting it because it looked really good, but it's just crazy to think that like it could just be completely done. So it's sad that when I look up agent or hitman agent 47, all I get is the movie, <laughs> um, which the, was not very good. Two by the way. movies. Well, they, the one came out like 8% on rotten tomatoes. Yeah, it wasn't good. That's, that's sad. Um, so I, I own hitman, the most recent <laughs> one. I actually own all of the hitman games. Do you really? Yeah. Even um, hitman go. Yes, actually, okay. I do. Um, so this is Codename 47. Uh, was released in 2000. That's PS2 era, about Xbox, original Xbox PS2 era. Yeah. Um, so this last Hitman was really good, um, is basically what I'm trying to say. That's what I, yeah, that's what I heard, and I really like yeah. it. I, I, I kind of still want to get so it. So the episodic nature of it, I think, was a really smart move. And so at one point, Io had to kind of step back and think of, like, how can we take this character and continue to make it interesting? And I think they chose the right path. Mm-hmm. The whole idea to make it episodic and release these different episodes that were in different locales, um, I think, was a really smart move. And I mean, then, and it makes sense because, like, when you think Hitman, it's like it's not going to be a whole like long drawn out thing. A Hitman usually has one target that he right. takes out and a mission. It's not like in right. And so there were some really cool things to come out of this game. And then they started supporting it with the elusive targets, and the elusive targets were open for like forty eight hours or something, and they were basically set in the same like missions as the other ones, but they had like different different ways that you had to kill them or different stories and stuff. And I thought it was really well put together. And I don't know the, the idea that there may not be a season two is really disappointing to me Mm -hmm. because I loved season one so much. And there was just, there was a lot of really super cool things to come out about this. And it was one of those games that like, you can sit down and watch somebody else play and really enjoy it. Yeah. Which you can't say about a lot of games. Uh, I don't know the whole like idea that there was like this, you had a mission and there were tons of different ways to solve it. It was really cool. And I think they did a really good job of it. And the idea that it might not happen again is just really sad. Um, so, I don't know. I I guess maybe it may have been a financial failure. I don't think, but it, that, was, but I don't that, think it was, though. I thought it was a pretty successful game. I don't think game. it sold very well. Really? 
that, that could have been the problem with the episodic thing too. It was like for me, like when I saw it was episodic, I'm like, well, I'm just going to wait for it all to come out. Right. And, and well, maybe, and I'm, I'm sure I can't be the only one to think like that. And no. Then, and and so then it just got lost in the shuffle. The, well, and another thing is, is, uh, the the physical release with all the episodes came out this year. Yeah. So someone like you, for like somebody that wants to buy it in a bundle, like that happened really late. I've owned this game since last year. Yeah. And I've been downloading the episodes as they go. And so it was just like it totally made sense to me. But I don't know. Episod- episodic games are a weird thing in general. Um, I just thought this one did a really super well, like a super good job at it. And I don't know. This is really sad to me. Yeah. Um, like, hopefully, hopefully we will, we will see it um, again. And, and I'm sure. I mean, it is such a huge franchise and I don't think people really want it to go away. So, right. But again, uh, them on, being sold to another company may change their output too. It's so hard to say. Um, I know people have been out there like reaching to like designers and stuff on Twitter. Um, and they're all really super sad about it. I mm-hmm. mean, I just hope that they don't all lose their jobs. Um, I hope that this studio can survive this. Yeah. But I mean, it's um, all up losing, point, losing so. your entire financial backing is not an easy thing at all. So uh, it's yet to be seen what this really does mean, but uh, hopefully we get there. Uh, Hopefully we continue to see uh, another season or another couple seasons of this Hitman game. Um, Otherwise, if you haven't played it, I recommend going and getting it. I think, I think it's, it's settled down a little bit, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in that game. So yeah, uh, we're going to take one more final break, and we'll be back. Three two thousand seventeen. So we mentioned just a couple minutes ago. Uh, we are what three weeks away? Yeah, it looks like it. Um, from E three, I guess still four, still four, three and a yeah. half. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, about, about three and, and a half now. So uh, I, I still can't believe that. Uh, but yeah, because considering we look outside and still like yeah, 40 Boise's, degrees Boise's a shit show right now. 40 um, degrees raining with mountains just got like a foot of snow last night. So yeah, it's crazy out here right it's now. It's May 16th. I mean, I bet it's beautiful in LA. <laughs> Always is. Um, so they did come out and say that all of the public tickets are sold out. So, um, which is, which is good actually. That's 15,000 tickets that they sold. That's good to, to hear. I'm, I'm glad like it. It, they I am. Sold out. it makes me glad I'm not there. Yeah, because it's going to be crazy. <laughs> but it's nice to see, like, you know, they're trying something new and it's being obviously well received already. So, yeah. Um, so, 
there there isn't too much news out right now about it but they the press conferences are kind of solidified um so saturday Which is before E3, technically. Before E3, but uh, EA is doing their press conference. And so all of these times are our time, Mountain Standard Time. Um, So it's at 1 p.m. A Sunday, 3 p.m. is Microsoft. Um, Bethesda has a press conference in the evening, but they haven't announced when it will be. Um, Probably, you know, 7, but... Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, Monday at 11 a.m., the PC gaming show... Uh, 2 p.m. Ubisoft has theirs. Um, 7 p.m. Sony, which I they haven't announced that they're streaming it in the theaters. Um, I won't see it. La- last couple of years, it's always been like two weeks before. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that's happening or not. I'm sure um, they will. I think it's been pretty successful. And yeah, our theater always seems to be full when we go. Completely full, like pretty well sold out. Yeah, we have so. to get there real early. Uh huh. And I mean. I would expect to see it in probably the next week or so. Cause yeah. it's a, I think last, last year, it, like I'm it was sure announced ex- two weeks. Prior. Yeah. I'm sure it's a super expensive like undertaking. So, and they, I mean, they probably do it. Actually, I don't know why they do it. Like when they do it with the ticket release or whatever. I mean, they're I free know. tickets. So, right. And I, they send like giveaway stuff like to all the theaters, but anyways, yeah. super that. cool deal. Um, Tuesday, 10 AM Nintendo has their, weird thing they do um it's, it's actually all mario Odyssey they had probably. a uh, probably so they had another direct this morning did they really yes uh about the time that we were headed here to record this um and they said that it was going to be all about arms um so i don't know i'm going to go back and watch it i don't know i'm not overly interested in the game it doesn't look that appealing to me so I think they're leaning pretty heavily on it, uh, which I think is crazy. But, I mean, it makes sense because they need new first-party ideas. You can't lean on the same two characters for your entire like Forever. career yeah. as a company, um, which is Mario and Zelda. That's yeah. all <laughs> they really have. The, the weird one about this, um, Devolver Digital has came out and said they are doing their own press conference. But like at E3. So they actually have like an E3 press conference. They're not just doing like a press conference during the time of E3. No, they have their own uh, press conference, which is crazy. Um, And I guess my, my thought is that they have, they have some big news about, a new serious Sam. Um, I, that's the only thing I can really think of unless they have a new hotline Miami coming out, which I guess they might, but I don't know. You would think they'd be like part of another press conference. Like they'll get like one of like a 15 minute bit to like show their new games. It's kind of weird that they have their own press conference. It is. Um, and, and good for them if they can, hold a full con- press conference good for them yeah. i mean that's awesome so um, all the big press conferences are done tuesday i know e3 runs through the rest of the week so there'll be probably that's probably when like all the people will be yeah. able to go out and try the demos and whatnot yes. and i'm sure more stuff's going to come out throughout that week but it's always as e3 always is really front heavy for with all the press conferences like in you know a matter of two days yeah so so they did just come out with strafe okay um 
but I can't imagine them showing much of much of anything on Strave unless they're working on something big that just they've managed to keep hidden. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I can't imagine um, anything really, but I don't know. That's that's super cool. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's it's going to be a busy week um, and a lot of crazy every stuff week going following on. up to it. I'm sure more and more news will be yeah announced and whatnot leading up to it, like Ubisoft did yesterday. Kind of get people ready for their press conference because now we know what we're going to see. I mean, which is kind of good and bad because now you're like, oh, I'm not like superly over surprised when this thing shows up on the screen, but it's going to be nice to know what I'm going into for. Yeah, I think um, we'll probably do like a prediction show or something the week before. Probably. Um, And then then we're going to try to do our own like daily, hopefully, things. I mean, there's going to be enough news daily to kind of keep things moving along. So, so all you dedicated listeners, get ready. Yes, we uh, are going to be working hard to please you, to give you the news. To, yeah, um, if you want pleased, uh, I, I don't know. Like, there's probably some spas or something in town that. I don't know. I don't know. I I imagine Boise has an escort service or something. I don't know. Probably don't know. underground somewhere. Yeah. This got really off topic real quick. It got very pleasing. We're here to pleasure you with you know, with gaming news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um that's all we really have uh this week for us um so I know tomorrow I've mentioned it several times. Destiny 2's gameplay reveal yeah. finally here. Unfortunately, it's tomorrow, so we won't be able to talk about it till next week, which is kind of a bummer. But it is what it is. It's Destiny, so there won't be too much to talk about. Oh, still a hater over there. I'm really looking forward to it, and I will have probably good things to say, unless it's just terrible. Then I will have bad things to say. Right. So, but I really don't think Bungie's going to mess this one up. I have faith still. Matt doesn't, obviously. We'll see. It's not that I don't have faith. They, I don't know. I'm just... I, I've, I've said this before. I was such a fan of what Bungie did that when this game came out, I was so disappointed. Um, so, again, I, I, think I want Bungie to succeed. I want them to make a really good game. Um, so And maybe that's what they're going to do. But it's yet to be seen. We'll find out more tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. Well, because we get gameplay tomorrow, so it's still not going to be like a story reveal or anything what's really going on. I mean, we, we got a taste of that with the actual trailer, and I'm sure we'll get more of it at E3. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure Bungie's going to have a pretty big uh, staple during the Sony press conference. Yeah. Or just, I guess, Activision in general with Call of Duty and Destiny will probably be a huge feature. So, Yeah. That's all coming up really um, soon. Yeah. But again, I think I think that's it for us this week. Uh, we're going to go try to survive this crazy weather that's been hitting Boise. It's going to get nice again, though, soon. So I, I hope. It's cold right now. It's it really cold. It should be cold. Like a high of 50. Yeah. It's May. When a week ago, we had like 85 or something. So Yeah, I brought out all of my uh, flannel. Yeah, you've had them packed away, probably. Now you got to bust them out. No, they were still they oh. were still out. Perfect. But anyways, so uh, that's it for us this week. 
Uh, thanks for listening. As always, uh, you can get in contact with us. Uh, do follow us on Twitter, um, dryspell underscore VG. If you want to email us, that's dryspellradio at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we'll take any questions, comments, concerns, Yeah, anything. If you like our show, let I us mean, know. I mean, literally just about anything. If you just want to say hey, you can say hey. Yeah. We like hey. We like it all. So, anyways, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this because it's been it's been long. Yeah, it's a long show. It's been long. So, so we get when we're not restricted by a studio. So, right until next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. See, see you guys. <laughs>